Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke. Let's get this show on the road. Uh, yesterday, it was just Games List Wednesday, or Games List Monday, so we're moving all this to Tuesday. So everything you usually get with the Recap Monday, that's what today's for. So you're going to get the Audit Report, which has now become a Tuesday staple. Get the Game Picks, and then Recap what happened last night, because that's just a uh, of a joke. And yes, I know, Frank Reich got fired early in the morning, didn't acknowledge it in yesterday's episode, but that's because, let's be honest, Carolina was 1-10, and you're not going anywhere. You know, Dave Tepper is saying, well, it's Bryce... We still believe in Bryce Young. Well, it's not just Bryce Young you need to do. It's everything around him. Everything has to get better for Bryce Young to even have a shot in this league. Otherwise, he is like the guy in Chicago last night, Justin Fields. Do I think Justin Fields is a bust? No. Believe it or not, no. I've been sitting... On his, I've been waiting for him to have success. I'm waiting. He's got the weapons. I mean, two turnovers last night. <laughs> Still bad. Both on him. Both fumbles. Great defensive plays, by the way. Those weren't all just on Justin Fields. However, I mean, I can go into this. In fact, I'll probably open up the ESPN app right now. But believe it or not, Justin Fields did play better than Josh Dobbs. Yes, I yes, I'm saying it again. Cause see, I'm gonna open it up here. I'm trying to just bell time, but if it weren't for Justin Fields with that final throw last night, Minnesota, who had four turnovers, would have won that game, had a minus two turnover ratio, and let's go even further here. Let's go all the way down to here just go into the stat line very quickly yeah let's go into the box scores very quickly for both these quarterbacks Justin Fields 27 to 37 217 yards five yards per attempt which ain't great at all that was his average no touchdowns got sacked twice both those times he was fumbled and it led to those. Yet, when you look at Josh Dobbs' numbers, 22 of 32. Okay. I mean, this game was not watchable. It goes back to the Sunday night game either. Like, these primetime games, now it's leaking over into Monday night and Sunday night as well. It's just been bad, bad football all around. And reality is... There's a reason why guys like Jason Whitlock have been right about all of this. Like, this is just mediocre and ugly at best. And if you saw it last night and said, man, that was a great defensive game. No, it was sloppy. Very sloppy on both sides of the ball. And now with Justin Jefferson coming back for Minnesota, do you still believe the Vikings will make the playoffs? I say no. Because now Josh Dobbs is revealing who he is. Kevin O'Connell's trying to 
save it by saying, well, um, 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 Josh is still getting comfortable in the offense. I'm sorry, O'Connell, but you have a month left. You have a month and a half to go in the season. Six weeks left in this entire season. There ain't no more room to be comfortable anymore. Especially if you're trying to make a playoff run. There ain't no room for it anymore. But, you know, we're, we got to protect the quarterbacks because it's so special. But that was my thoughts on last night. Does it affect the audit report? Which, if I was drinking a Coke right now, Coke would be the sponsor of this thing. But since I don't have a sponsorship deal, I'm just making up that read. But welcome to the audit report for week number 12. And yes, I'm going to go with my own here. Just based off what I see, the top five is still the same. San Francisco 1, Philly 2, Dallas 3, Detroit 4. And I believe it or not. Oh no, I was missing a team. I knew I was. Kansas City at 1. They did bounce back. And see what's funny how that works is... When you actually have receivers that can touch the ball, can actually keep the ball in their hands, uh, Kansas City is a very potent team. And they spotted the Raiders a 14-0 lead, and they still won that game. And they finally scored in the second half. So that's why, yeah, Chiefs at one. Not really impressed by Philly, but they're still at number two. Number three is San Francisco. Number four is Detroit. Number four is Dallas. Number five is Detroit. Despite their loss to Green Bay, I attribute that to the Packers just taking it to the Lions, just being aggressive, and then Jared Goff just returning to his turnoveritis. But they're at number five. Number six is Jacksonville. Number seven, believe it or not, they're making their appearance, is Houston. Number eight is Baltimore. Number nine is Buffalo. I mean... Buffalo should have won that game in overtime like they should have, but I think Josh Allen just overthrew Gabe Davis in the end zone because when you look back at that replay, it, the ball wasn't even near Gabe Davis, so I don't really, I just don't get it. But eight is Buffalo, nine, because I'm thinking Jacksonville is six, seven, eight, nine. See, this is why I only go... And then 10 would be, trying to think of who the top 10 would be, because a lot of this is just average at best. Believe it or not, the 10th best team is the Dirty Birds and the Falcons. So my top five stays the same. Philly at one, or Kansas City at one, Philly at two. San Francisco at three, although they can make a very good case that they're the second best team, but we're going to find out this weekend when the Niners take on the Eagles. But you get the Eagles at three, or not the Eagles, the Niners at three, Cowboys at four, Lions at five, and then the Jaguars at six, Houston at seven, Baltimore at eight, Buffalo at nine. And the Atlanta Falcons at 10. Those are the top 10 teams, in my opinion. And that's basically just based off what I have seen. Now, again, all of this can change by Christmas. All of this can change by New Year's. Because we still have a month and a half left. And 
Some of these teams like Green Bay, Atlanta, the Rams, all these teams are slowly starting to wake up and you're going, okay, I got to see something a little bit. There's something to see here with some of these teams. But that's my top 10 right now heading in to week number 13. With that, let's go ahead and give you guys... My thoughts on the college football playoff poll, which is actually going to get underway right now. So it'll be revealed by the time I get off air. But if you look, let's see if they even changed the rankings at all. They probably haven't. They haven't even revealed it yet. Oh, yeah, they have. See? So Ohio State is officially down at six. So here it is now because I'm surprised they wait till four to do this. But... Georgia at 1, Michigan 2, Washington at 3, Florida State at 4, Oregon at 5, Ohio State at 6, Texas at 7, and Alabama at 8, Missouri at 9, Penn State at 10, Ole Miss at 11, Oklahoma at 12, LSU at 13, Arizona at 14, Louisville at 15, Notre Dame at 16. Tulane is crawling up there. They will be the highest-ranking group of five team, and they will be guaranteed a New Year's Six Bowl, probably the Peach Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. But they'll be the 17, Iowa 18, Oklahoma State at 19, Liberty at 20, North Carolina State at 21, Oregon State at 22, Toledo at 23, James Madison at 24, and the SMS, the SMU Mustangs at 25. So with the top four, the committee actually made the right move. Personally, I would have thought that the committee would have kept Ohio State in the top four. Because there's nothing... Okay, if you look at this top four right now, it's all, it's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. The only one where I'm thinking, you know... Maybe you put Ohio State, which will not be playing this weekend. Maybe you put Ohio State in the top four. Because when you look at their resume, it's a little better than Florida State's. Just a little bit. I know their top win was Notre Dame. And their second top win was Penn State. But... I look at that after, especially after the little bit I've seen of Florida State since Travis, since Jordan Travis's injury. You've got to look at Ohio State and be like, why aren't they four? Now the other ones in the top eight, you have Oregon at six, Texas at seven, and Alabama at eight. All three of those teams are going to be playing in their conference titles. And if either of those three win or two of those three win, you can make the argument. I mean, Georgia has pretty much guaranteed that if they lose to Alabama, then you're going to have a one-loss SEC team in there. If Oregon beats Washington, you might have a one-loss Pac-12 team champion in there. And if Texas beats Oklahoma State... I do think that winner will jump Florida State. I, I, I'm just sorry, ACC fans. I'm not sold on Florida State. There has no, 
I look at that and go, okay, what did you really do? I'm sorry, the ACC is one of the, is the softest of the Power Five conferences this year, and you're looking at Florida State and going, well, they're undefeated, so let's just put them in there. Uh, you guys have kind of skated by, and it's a little iffy. But again, there is your top four: Michigan or Georgia, Michigan, Washington. And Florida State. Now, in the hypothetical world, Georgia would kill Florida State. Or not kill them, but it would be a little close. Maybe a two-touchdown win for the Bulldogs. And then, it's Michigan and Washington in Pasadena. Because, yes, the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl are the playoff semifinal spots for this year. And it would be very fitting. Who, by the way, Washington will be a conference opponent for Michigan next year. So, it's kind of a preview of next year as well. But it's also a wrap-up and very fitting way for the Rose Bowl's official tradition to end because that bowl game is really a Pac-12 West Coast school versus the middle of the country in Pasadena. It would be very fitting if Michigan and Washington did play each other. It would actually be a very fun game, by the way. I would go with Michigan, but... And basically because they will run up and down that Washington defense. Because Washington's defense has not been that impressive, really, since the SC game. And I don't, I just don't see, it's going to be a shootout. And right now I would take Michael Penix over J.J. McCarthy. But I think Blake Corum would take care of business if Michigan had to play Washington today. But it would be the closest of the two semifinals. I would go Michigan by seven. Let's go four. You know, if I had to go with the score, 28-21 Wolverines over the Huskies in a hypothetical matchup. But it would be the funnest one of the two. Not going to lie. Now for Oregon and Alabama and Texas, it's simple. Win and maybe make your case better than Florida State. That's all I'd say. Make it better than Florida State, and you might get in. Ohio State's case was made last week, and they blew that. So, as much as that goes, (laughs) bye-bye, Buckeye Nation. You kind of blew my uh, playoff thing in half. And Alabama, you could beat Georgia and sneak your way in. But it just, I don't see that. I mean, roll tide and all, but good luck. With that, let's go ahead and give you guys the upset pick of the week for championship sun uh, championship Saturday rather. Let's go ahead and give you guys that, and then I'll give you guys the picks for the rest of the night. So let's go ahead and go into the scores for the top twenty-five. Uh, take now. This is a fun one: Washington, Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, right now, ESPN odds has Oregon favored at minus nine and a half. I think that will be a much short, it'll be a much tighter game than even the odds have it at. The game will be in Vegas. Um, let's go. I'm gonna go with the Huskies because I I just I just don't buy Bo Nix. I'm sorry, he's gonna be a Heisman finalist. He's gonna end up in New York. So will Michael Penix, which by the way 
if you're a fan of the Heisman Trophy, this is a showcase game for both. And last time they played each other, Washington eked it out. So take the over in the Pac-12 title game. That would be my advice. But go with Washington plus nine and a half. They're the higher ranked team, but it is because of their defense that they're ranked that low. And Oregon would just take care of business against the Huskies. But go plus nine and a half with Washington over Oregon. That's the biggest win I have right now. That's the upset lock. Because according to ESPN odds, they are. I don't know about Caesars. I don't know about any of the other ones. But go nine and a half. I like Monk. I'll take in the quarterback battle. Michael Penix will make his statement. Give a three touchdown win. Give a three touchdown performance for the Huskies. Maybe two of them throwing, one of them rushing. He's going to have to in order for Washington to do it. But again, if you want any advice, take the over in the Pac-12 title game and go with Washington plus 9.5 right now. That is my lock for this weekend. I'm not touching the SEC or the ACC title games. Those are just too easy. And the Big Ten one is too. Iowa might only get 10 points. Oh, just take the under with both those. In the Big Ten one, take the under. Because Iowa's not even... Iowa, I don't even think, has scored 20 all season. I don't think they've scored 20 points all season long. So, I, you know, you're not even going to get that. So, take the under with that and whatever the line is right now on ESPN odds or ESPN bet. Do take it. Because whatever it is, take that one too. Michigan should win it. I, It's just not... The Big Ten one's just not impressive. That's why I'm not touching the other three. I will lock those picks in for you guys on Friday. But my main pick I want you guys to spotlight is on Friday night in Vegas between Oregon and Washington. That will be a fun one. Go plus nine and a half Huskies over the Ducks. That is my spotlight pick for this weekend. In college football. With that, let's go ahead and give you guys the picks for the rest of the sports world. And then I'll be out of here. Let's start with the NHL. Two games are in progress right now. You have the Panthers and Maple Leafs scoreless. And you have the Isles and the Devil <laughs> the Isles and the Devils. The Islanders and the Devils scoreless as well. I'm gonna take the Isles on the road and I'm gonna take the Maple Leafs at home. No confidence points needed. I'm just going to go straight pick there. Now for the games that haven't been played. Take the Penguins minus 115 on the money line. So go 3-2. to two. Penguins over the Predators. Let's say an overtime win for the Penguins. And game number two. A rematch of round two in the NHL playoffs from a week from last year. I should say. Golden Knights, Oilers, Edmonton minus 150. Wrong. I'm going to go Vegas plus 150 on the road. So I'm taking a lot of the taking a lot of the road teams tonight. Again, go with the Penguins, go with the Golden Knights, and then one more tasty flavor here. Go with Vancouver minus 270. So go Vancouver, go Vegas, and go Pittsburgh. 3-2 for the Pens in overtime. Golden Knights 3-1 on the road and go with Vancouver 4-2 to 
over the Ducks in British Columbia. So those are your picks tonight in the NHL. Let's wrap up the group play games in the NBA. Those do wrap up tonight for their little in-season tournament. Uh, let's go Knicks minus 11.5. No LaMelo ball for the foreseeable future for the Hornets. He's sidelined, I believe, with a foot injury. So this should be an easy win. Take the Knicks minus 11.5 over the Hornets. And, 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 and go with the Warriors plus 1.5 over the Kings. I'll take the Warriors plus 1.5 over the Kings and the Knicks minus 11.5 over the Hornets. Those are your two picks tonight. And if you want some other spicy action, go with the Bucks minus 4.5 over the Heat. Those are your picks in the NBA tonight. And then to wrap it all up, let's go ahead and <clears throat> let's go ahead and get you guys your college basketball picks. Again, it's only the top 25 for right now. Uh, right now, we have one game in progress. It's Georgia Tech leading Mississippi State 13 to nine in the inaugural SEC ACC challenge, which is really stupid because that's just another interconference thing that college basketball is going to go like CCC now we can now these games matter in November no they don't or now they matter in December no they don't I, I'm sorry but they still don't uh, let's go Kentucky minus six and a half over Miami Purdue minus 31 and a half over Texas Southern and Gonzaga Minus 28.5 over CSU Bakersfield. And one more. Let's go Alabama minus 8.5 over Clemson. So go Alabama, go Purdue, and go Kentucky over Miami. Those are your three picks tonight in college basketball as well. With that, I am logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well, or anywhere else you can find this podcast. To watch this show, you can only do it exclusively on Rumble. Either do that by going to rumble.com on your desktop computer or download the Rumble app in the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Again, go to rumble.com on your desktop computer or download the Rumble app in the App Stores. In your respective App Stores, doesn't matter what phone you have or what smart TV device you have. With that, you can also, once you do, Search for the username ADGERKE, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe, and you'll have every single episode of this lovely show, which I believe right now is up to 614 episodes. At 614 episodes of this lovely show. Like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the Rumble algorithms. Speaking of algorithms, you can follow this show on social media, either through the Facebook page, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast, 
the Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. For post-episode interaction, you got to follow me personally, Austin Gerke, on X. Just go to at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's Austin underscore Gerke on X for post-episode interaction. And, 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 for non-show-related content, just follow my Instagram, at Austin Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. Got a little after show yawn. It has nothing to do with you guys. So if you're watching on uh, Rumble or you're listening on audio, I apologize for that. Got a weird little yawn right after the show. But thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.